Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace. Strengthening the Saints Against Islam's Assault on North America. I want to take a moment before we begin today's broadcast due to the fact that most of us, our friends and families, have lost jobs and income due to this pandemic. We're going to postpone our spring fundraising campaign that was scheduled to be going on at this moment. Like you, we're battening down the hatches to ride out this storm. That doesn't mean that we don't need your support. We do. And we hope that those of you who do support us on a monthly basis can continue. But we certainly understand if you can't. So please feel free to reach us either by email or give us a call if we need to amend your monthly gift. You can call us at 800-616-0082. That's 800-616-0082. I want to send a special thank you to those of you who are forced to stay in the face of danger. Those of you who are our first responders and healthcare professionals, thank you for your hard, long hours of work that you do. And I want to thank your families who miss you and must be worried about you. We still, though, have a long way to go before this virus runs its course. And I aim to remain with you on this station through this storm and pray that somehow God will provide for us to keep broadcasting. My prayer and hope is that this pandemic will cause us to draw our hearts closer to God. Folks, this storm, this pandemic might be judgment for our sins. And if so, we must fall on our face and repent. But whatever it is that God is trying to accomplish, he is still the giver of mercy and grace. And so let's beg him for it. And I pray that the death angel will pass over your home and over your loved ones and not visit you. I leave you with this verse, Psalms 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Well, thank you for joining us here again at what we call the Corner of Truth and Courage. It's a place where, sadly, we Christians rarely meet up at, but we need to be here more often to stand for truth and have the courage to speak it and say the hard things that need to be said. We're trying to create a fortress, a place for the saints to stand, to be mobilized, to be equipped and armed with knowledge and understanding and the ability to speak up and say the things with love, but hard things that needed to be said. We live in a day, sadly, when much of our church culture has been led by cowards in the pulpit. They're afraid to speak up and stand on the Word of God and say some of the hard things. And then some, sadly, are belligerent and just spiteful and just simply to say, well, I'm not compromising. Um, They speak in a manner that is aggressive and offensive. The Bible says, let our speech be seasoned with salt. So we don't dump the whole thing on people. We need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves when we deal with difficult topics. Today I want to talk to you and give a caution, uh, mainly to church leaders, uh, those who may be pastors, deacons, you're in some form of church leadership in your congregation. We're living in a time with this virus 
and the shutdown with executive orders that is preventing us from meeting. And we preachers are getting frustrated. We see overreach and um, attempts by some governors out there who are anti-God, anti-church, anti-Christian that support the, um, the agenda of the LGBT and all these other um, things that are an abomination to God. And we see them making big efforts to try to shut down churches that have tried to have meetings over Easter Sunday and so on. But I want to talk to preachers and kind of share some thoughts with you that I hope will be helpful in guiding you through this. I want to caution you from seeing your Bible, your biblical doctrine, and the precepts of God's Word, seeing them through the Constitution. In other words, the Constitution is in front. That's what you're looking at first, and then behind that you see your Bible and what God has to say. Now, uh, I don't think you'll ever find a, a greater champion of the Constitution than myself. I love it. I uphold it. I'm thankful for it. I don't want it abused, and we must um, uh, uh, hold our government accountable to it. And yes, there are things that are going on that are in violation of the Constitution. But thankfully, our government also has checks and balances that will hopefully put an end to this by some of these governors who are acting outrageously, or even city mayors and county sheriffs and so on who've abused the legal rights of us Christians to try to shut us down and use this virus, this emergency order uh, against us. Now, with churches being shut down, this is very frustrating. We hate it. I hate it. I don't like it one bit. But let me share some thoughts and a view that might help you. As a missionary, I, like other missionaries, are trained to look at how to convey the practices of biblical living, the truths that are founded in his precepts, in cultures that are unwelcoming to the gospel, that live counter to its teachings, and that are sometimes even hostile to it. And yet, we're still able to build churches that function and grow and are not violating and compromising the Scripture, and they're able to do it in these cultures. We've enjoyed, in America, a culture that is friendly, welcoming, and embracing of Christian practices. However, of late, we're seeing a change in this, and this concerns us greatly. So, how should we operate amongst this, especially during this executive order? Let me remind you, the disciples and the first century Christians, they didn't even live in a culture where Sunday was a day off from work. It was still a work day. The first day of the week is when people went to work. And how do you have a, a 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock worship service or 6 p.m. worship service or things like that when your culture doesn't even have Sunday as a day off, and that's the day of the Lord, the first day of the week. They were still able to do it. They found ways, even though their culture was hostile, the established religion, Judaism, was hostile to Christianity. They were persecuted, and they didn't have the rights that of the First Amendment and of our Constitution. 
They didn't have government support, and yet they still carried out the will of God, preached, assembled, baptized, and had communion and evangelized. They were still able to do God's work. So let me remind you, pastors and church workers, that even though we're seeing some changes in the lockdown here and it concerns us where this may be leading, that's another story, another topic for the uh, a broadcast in the future, but we still have to be careful how we address these issues because we are the servants of God. And God has given us very clear instruction to be subject to the higher powers. Two passages in the New Testament, Paul's letter to the believers in Rome. Again, another culture that was not friendly to Christianity. They were told, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. We're told that the powers are ordained of God, that these are servants of God. And if you resist them, verse 2, whoever uh, therefore resisteth the powers, the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they shall, boy, listen to this, shall receive to themselves damnation. In other words, you're going to have judgment from God because you think you're doing the work of God by disobeying man's powers. Um, God's warning you here. Look at verse Peter, chapter 2, verse 13. Now, I don't like it. I don't like that it limited to 10 people. And some of you can't even do drive-in churches. And we found a way here where I'm at in North Carolina to be able to do this and still stay within the laws and find those ways and exploit them and use them to the best of your ability. Um, but stay within the laws. First Peter chapter 2, verse 13. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man. Why? For the Lord's sake, whether it be the king, governors. Verse number 15. For so is the will of God. This is what God wills for us to do. That ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Those out there, the critics that will, uh, where the ministry of God will be blamed. If you disobey the laws, you put them to silence by doing that. And, and verse 16, remember, do this as servants of God. Pastor, you're a servant of God. You're not a servant of protecting God the Constitution. I'll talk about that here in a minute. But that is not your main responsibility. Your main responsibility is to be the servant of God, to disseminate the spiritual needs and meet the spiritual needs of the flock in your community. Verse 17, honor all men, even if they're not friendly and welcoming, even if they're hostile, honor them. Love, honor even the king, even if he's against you. Now, verse 18, uh, uh, servants now you say well I'll honor them if they do right no that's not what verse 18 says servants be subject to your masters with all fear not only to the good and gentle I mean it'd be great if they were all good and doing right but they don't but also to the forward those who are disposed to disobedience and opposition to what is right still obey them honor them now you say well what about acts chapter 5 verse 29 where peter and the disciples you know said uh, we'd ought to obey god rather than men and what about the three hebrew boys that said no we're not going to bow to a false god we're going to disobey we're going to do we're going to obey god here okay let's look at that notice 
that when they disobeyed, they submitted still to the higher powers. They said, listen, you're telling me I cannot preach truth. I must preach truth. I'm not going to preach a lie. I'm not going to call a false god God. I'm not going to give obeisance to that. But even though you're going to force me to make a decision in this, and I can't find any other way out of this, I'm going to still obey God. I'm going to preach truth. I'm going to preach what's right. And I'm going to call God, the the true God of heaven, God. And I'm not going to call your false God, your idol God. So they would not bow. But then they submitted to the consequences. They still submitted themselves to the ordinances of man. Folks, your liberty is not licensed to disobey. Galatians 5.13, you have been called into liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. 1 Peter 2.16, which is in the passage that we were reading on. And not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as servants of God. 1 Corinthians 8.9, this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. We ought not to give offense to the unsaved and the ungodly out there. And when we disobey man's laws, which were servants of God, you're disobeying God's word in doing that, and you're giving a poor testimony in your community, they feel you're putting them at risk with this virus. It shows your arrogance. It shows your willful disobedience, and therefore doesn't honor God. And I leave you with two main thoughts. Number one, minister in the guidelines of the law. Find the ways. You can do it and still honor God and honor man. And number two, once this is all over, we better stand up as citizens, not as preachers, but as citizens to protect our constitutional rights and hold men uh, who have violated our constitutional rights. But do it not as a preacher, but do it as a citizen of these United States. So stand up and speak up when it's time. It's not time now. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and courage.